A very good morning, evening, and afternoon from wherever you're listening to us from around the world. My name is George Njuguna, and this is the magazine. Last week I forgot, and I don't know why we didn't talk about it, but it was a coincidence that uh, last month, which was May, um, it was uh, Mental Health Month. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I still have my uh, guest in studio, Wanjiku Murige. And uh, how are you? Fine, thank you. Happy New Month. Happy New Month. It's yeah. actually, yes, it's actually a new month. It is a new month. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, looking for brighter things in this month. Mm-hmm. Positive. Mm-hmm. And many more blessings. Okay. Yeah. Are you the type of chick who does, uh, what are they called? Uh, year plans. There's something they call it. Yes, there's something they could um resolution for the month. Yeah, for the year. For, for the year. Yes. For me what it, I do is on my birthday, that's uh, when my year begins. Uh-huh. When's your birthday? I'm not going to ask you your age. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday is on May 3rd. Uh-huh. It's past but I'm still receiving gifts uh-huh. and cakes. Okay. It's never too much. It's never too much. Nope. Today we're in a hotel. So in case you hear plates banging and whatever. Today we're just seated in a hotel, chilling and eating some soup, taking some soup and just talking and having a chat. Mm-hmm. Um lots and lots of conversations from last week. Um about uh, mental health and we're going to get to some of the questions uh, that are here but what what is it uh, we dealt a, a bit about uh, we did an intro about the the what is emotional health uh, and uh, what causes us to have emotional negative and positives so probably we can do a recap on that and then we get to some questions okay yeah just to remind ourselves what are the good things about emotional health what are the bad things about the emotional health uh well we say being emotionally healthy first mm-hmm. is being able to deal with the negatives and the positives that are happening around us mm-hmm. um when you're or how to pick that you're not emotionally healthy is when you're being unable to deal with the circumstances that are surrounding you mm-hmm. whether negative or positive because okay. you can have someone who's lost their job but they're able to kick okay and wake up tomorrow morning mm-hmm. very fast and be able to think and know mm-hmm. that they still tomorrow and they still an opportunity okay well another one is going to have a very hard time mm-hmm. to even settle and know or even get up and start looking for something new okay you're less motivated when you're emotionally unwell mm-hmm. your esteem is at the bottom there's nothing that you're going to enjoy and you're less likely to be self aware of all the emotions that you're going through okay positive or negative because they said emotions are either way either way yes because yeah. you can be angry that's an emotion you're yeah. happy it's still an emotion yeah yes yeah okay good then let's let's get into um, some questions and um, thank you so much for uh, sending um, the questions most of them are anonymous so we're not going to mention their names and um If you'd like to get in touch with us you can get in touch with us on our WhatsApp number that is plus +254753903373 plus +254753903 
You can either send us a voice note or a WhatsApp message and you'll definitely get in touch with us. Or you can even go through our socials. That is at Bloom Radio KE on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let, let's get um, um, something. And this one was um, really uh, profound. When you talk about emotional health, mm-hmm. what is the scope? Or is there a temperature? That, uh, you know, we can say uh, this one, and, and mostly it's on the negative. Yes. Or or on the positive, is there a limit mm-hmm. to which that it now gets into the, the, the bad side? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very, it's a very interesting question because mm-hmm. there's no thermometer that we can measure it with. There's yeah. no machine that we can use to measure it with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes self-awareness to know when you've gone to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you knowing that you've gone to the extreme, especially when it is negative, Mm -hmm. then it means that we might need to be calling cops or security or something else. Mm -hmm. But there's a way you'll be able to know when you're getting into a deep of a roller coaster of negative emotions. We say that you, someone has said something against me, or let me say against the family, because that's where now we are ready to fight. Mm -hmm. Like you say something negative about my family and there's no thinking, I'll just go in and Mm -hmm. it will be war. And and especially in Kenya and Africa, land is a very big issue. It it is a very big issue. (laughs) It's a very big issue. Yeah. But so now how do you measure it? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me give an example of anger. Mm -hmm. Anger at first instant, you feel... Heaviness in the heart. Mm-hmm. Once you feel the heaviness in the heart, you feel your heartbeat is it it skyrockets. Yeah. So it's going to be, your heart rate is going to be very high. Mm-hmm. So that means that then also your temperature is rising, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When your temperature is rising, you mm-hmm. can't hold back anything. You might even need to hold something tight, and you feel like you want to punch, you want to scream, yeah. You want to box someone, or you want to run. Okay. At that point, what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Most of the times they say you take deep breaths. Uh-huh. Distract breathe yourself, in. yes. Mm-hmm. Breathe in, breathe out. Help. It does help. Okay. It actually does help because what you're doing is you're removing yourself from the anger feeling that you're feeling at that particular point mm-hmm. to concentrate on how you're breathing. Okay. When you concentrate on how you're breathing, like your whole system is sort of settling down. Mm-hmm. Your heart rate was very high. Your temperature was very high. Like everything in you was on the peak, mm-hmm. on the high. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you can almost do anything. Mm-hmm. So when you start the breathing, the breathing exercise, mm-hmm. things start cooling off. Okay. Even your own mind is no longer running at what is the, the reaction that I should be portraying or what should I be doing. Okay. If that then is taking a while, mm-hmm. you can decide. Let me say somebody's number. Okay. You can say your own telephone number, your mm-hmm. friend's telephone number, your spouse, your family, like just something to get your mind off it. Okay. But how also to be, to know or to deal with your emotional health. If anger is like the, the worst that you get, like you know you get really angry, mm-hmm. get to know what your triggers are. Okay. Is it because someone says, something about me mm-hmm. is it they've said something about my family like what triggers my me getting excessively angry because anger is not i'm not saying that any emotion is a bad emotion mm-hmm. anger joy excitement sadness moody like they're not bad mm-hmm. it just depends with how far do you take all these feelings okay now depending on how far you take them that's when it's important for you to know mm-hmm. this triggers me 
mm-hmm. or it's this time of the month mm-hmm. i don't want people speaking <laughs> certain things or bringing yeah. certain moods to me mm-hmm. or certain vibes my okay. way so yeah. you keep off from you keep off from certain things mm-hmm. and you don't always have to react to everything that you're told yeah. that's that's now where we say self awareness yeah yeah you know <clears throat> that just because george did not tell me that today my dress is looking good mm-hmm. i get all mad no <laughs> him he has other thoughts or another person has other thoughts somebody yeah. else thinks that your dress is looking i you mm. got out of the house dressing like that yeah so that's their opinion it doesn't ha- always have to be that i have mm-hmm. to respond in a certain way mm. hope i have responded to your question yes that that yeah. has um, no, come out uh really well maybe one um um something to do with uh, compassion fatigue compassion fatigue that's and, that's and, actually and, and probably you can describe it fast before you can give the solution to it and i've, I've never had someone ask such a question mm-hmm. but if i can Try to understand what the listener meant mm-hmm. is fast fatigue is just being excessively exhausted and excessively tired. Mm-hmm. Compassion is where you get to take everybody else's feelings yeah. and it, they're like they're like pouring their feelings on you and you you're on the receiving end mm-hmm. being a sponge. Yeah. You're the one who's sucking up on everybody else's feelings mm-hmm. and I'm assuming this end is most of the times will be negative. That is yeah. why you're also getting the fatigue. Yeah. So the question was what it is or how to get out of how it how to get out of it how to get out how to overcome it how to overcome it yeah when you're emotionally healthy mm-hmm. sorry you're self aware okay your esteem is good you're mm-hmm. resilient and you're a go getter you're like you're motivated in life mm-hmm. so first how you get to start feeling that you're getting to the point of being fatigued is you see someone coming in they want to tell you their story and you're like oh boy mm. I don't want to listen to this one mm. or you just feel like you're getting disconnected and detached with other people's feelings or yeah. even your own mm-hmm. It's okay to put boundaries okay. and it's healthy to put boundaries mm-hmm. for you to remain healthy physically emotionally socially and every way even financially mm-hmm. It's very important for you to have boundaries Yeah So when it comes to now compassion fatigue how much can you take mm-hmm. and you know sometimes we take in a lot like i was telling you mm-hmm. that's like as psychologists we don't take in and keep and knock and sleep and then tomorrow another day and with many other cases mm-hmm. we also have regular debriefing sessions we go to a place where we sit as we can decide like it's a group of four or so many mm-hmm. or one on one and you pour out what is like your heavy cases because there's some cases that can be excessively heavy heavy in, mm-hmm. for emotions yeah mm-hmm. and some trigger feelings in you or some are so um emotionally exhausting that mm-hmm. you need to pour it out immediately mm-hmm. now for these listeners mm-hmm. then you also need to have a place where you can also share okay It may not always have to be someone you can also start journaling mm-hmm. every feeling that brings in the certain emotions okay. decide on this is how far I can be able to take mm-hmm. and as a friend always lead your friends to professional help okay because what will happen is after a while now you're gonna be a, uh, a case okay not a problem a case because when your emotions then are too much triggered you may not be able to have a balance for yourself and even for those ones around you mm-hmm. when you're fatigued it means that you're too tired mm-hmm. so 
you need a lot of sleep you're always tired you're always your eating is not right you're not being able to do anything for yourself taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and even those around you will not be able to take care of you won't be able to take care of them mm-hmm. and we said last week that yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup yeah. and right now what it sounds like is that your cup is empty like yeah. you have nothing else to give because you've given everything mm-hmm. and we need you need to refill your cup okay and the only way you can do it is by also taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and dealing with all the emotions that have been poured on you okay but for a lay person like <laughs> let's say me or this uh, listener who sent this message um here you are you're probably a lady or a gentleman who um everyone sort of hips everything on you firstborns are culprits of this oh yes yeah yep we always fall captive of this mm-hmm. how then do we deal with such actually sometimes it's not even just firstborns there those children who just find themselves they're the responsible one mm-hmm. you don't to take up every role yeah and there's something that i've learned during the week mm-hmm. that we need to all do and all learn we mm-hmm. need to know like our attachment um styles mm-hmm. and our let me call them personalities like i don't want to really call it that because sometimes our personality is also pegged on our nature mm-hmm. and not so much of nature because if you've been nurtured in a place where you're not allowed to talk even if you're a, you're very talkative you'll mm-hmm. still hold back yeah. stuff yeah yeah But how you can deal with it is you can get a confidant mm-hmm. someone that you know for sure for sure this one we can be able to deal with it okay. and we don't always have to carry all the burdens to ourselves because you'll find what you cannot do mm-hmm. someone else within the family will be able to do it mm-hmm. but with uh, maybe you might need to do a bit of following mm-hmm. but you delegate some things like it can't be just because you're a firstborn you have to take up everything yeah. you find one of the other siblings mm-hmm. is good at something else if you yeah. need you might need to call and yeah. remind yeah. or call and do these things yeah but as i said need to also have healthy boundaries yeah because yes again as firstborns we find you find that you're in the middle of parents conflicts yeah. you're the one who's been called to come and sort things out Yeah. And it's not in your place. Yeah. Because they've lived their life. Now you you're living your life yeah. and your kids need to live their, their life. lives. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. But now it becomes that you're passing it from one generation to the next to the next. So your children will be carrying your burdens, you're carrying your parents' burdens, your mm. parents are carrying their parents' yeah. burdens. burdens. Yeah. But if you have like a healthy healthy boundary, mm-hmm. you know this is how much George can take, this is how much Wanjiko can take. Mm-hmm. Um I've been given so many responsibilities by my parents, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that one two siblings can be able to do one, two, three. Yeah. If you can afford hire someone to also do it mm-hmm. because you'll find that there are errands that need to be done in town. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it yourself. Nowadays yeah. we have riders who do it or yeah. I don't know the name for it, but then there are people who offer the services of offering services for yeah. you. Yeah. Like you don't have to go to Sharia house to drop forms. You can yeah. send someone to drop them on your behalf. On behalf yeah. That is load off you. Yeah. And it means that then you're able to use that time with something else or you're able to rest or you're able to deal with something more pressing at that particular time. Mm. That by the end of the day you're still whole mm-hmm. as a judge. Yeah. You're still functional. Yeah. And you have helped somebody else also get an extra coin for themselves and also used somebody else's professional service to yeah. meet your need. Yeah. I, I used to be 
this person who would really hold on and and do things for myself i'm i'm i like serving i like helping people but then i realized there are things that you know in in, in business that you don't have to necessarily do it yourself for example i have this printer i have dealt with him for the last let's say 5 to 10 years now mhm that's a long time uh, yeah mm-hmm. we've built a relationship over time of course at first you have to go you have to make sure your work is neat and okay but with time he knew mm-hmm. and because i have a constant number of clients whom he also knows mm-hmm. then the specific things they want they know he knows what what they specifically want and so it reached a point one day that i told myself you know what i can trust him to print that work i don't have to see it and it will go directly yeah to the client yeah because at some point they would come to me then i sent to the client mm-hmm. but then it reached a point because he understands how i work and how i want my things done mm-hmm. uh, courtesy of the client he would do it and um, through that i we now have a rider who i don't i just call and he takes it picks it takes it directly to the client which is also a good thing so i think you i have ticked a point somewhere <laughs> on my work that's a good one let me ask you a question before we go on okay how do you because at the end of the day you're a human being eh? yes besides being um what you're doing how do you separate number one emotions mm-hmm. yeah when you're dealing with a client Mm-hmm. and number two, how i know you had mentioned this when i asked the first question about the uh, what was it was it about the scope yes it was about the scope mm-hmm. uh on how you go and, and and do that debrief but how do you as a human being uh especially when it's something that you're also going through because you get all, all kinds of uh clients i don't yeah. know why you call them patients you call them clients yes Um, we call them clients you call them clients yeah yeah mm-hmm. how do you separate those two things especially if it's something that you're going through well as you ask me that it actually hits me that mm-hmm. somehow when you get into the room or into the session mm-hmm. it's like you leave your feelings your issues at the door mm-hmm. or outside somewhere mm-hmm. and then you're able to do with to deal with the client and in in psychology what we are taught mm-hmm. is that yeah no matter how similar two cases are there are no two people who are the same okay so how you're going to assist one mm-hmm. is not the same way you're going to assist the other because their strengths and weaknesses are very different okay but then the other thing is that <clears throat> we go through training okay it's not for a month it's not for a week it's not for two days and it's not like how everyone says they like as I was telling you mm-hmm. we like throwing this word of but i also do counseling yeah. i also counsel i also do i counseled <laughs> i had my people who are working with me i counseled them yeah i'm a lay reader uh, yeah so i counsel so and cancel. then also we also have this thing of every pastor is a counselor yeah which is not in true. fact we need to talk about that <laughs> We need to talk about in all res- in all due respect to our our, our our men of the cloth. Yes. But we need to talk about that. We do. Yeah. We do because um when I was going through my own training, yeah. There's a 
there is a class where we were told to write down the issues that we will not be able to deal with mm-hmm. in the session. Okay. And the advantage of the classes is that you have three or two hours, so mm-hmm. you deal with every issue bit by bit. Okay. So of course I wrote mine and you asked some tough questions. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a place of employment okay. where the only people that they deal with are people with this example, mm-hmm. um, maybe I say like LGBTQ okay. kind yeah. of uh, an organization. Yeah. Those are the only people that you deal with. Okay. And then here you are telling yourself the way you're born again, you're going to heaven and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So you start your saying that filled. I cannot. Yes, yeah. those are not people that I can deal with. They are mm. condemned and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you're asked, okay, in the body of Christ, mm. we don't condemn anyone. Mm. Everyone is loved of God. Yeah. So what are you going to do if these are the only people that God is bringing your way or these are the only people that come to this specific organization? Mm-hmm. Are you going to quit? Mm-hmm. So you have to sit back and be like, oh, okay, no. So how are you going to look at these people? Because the first rule of counseling psychology, of psychology, of psychiatrist mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. every individual is a human being. Okay. They're flesh and blood first. Okay. Okay. And then now these other things, mm-hmm. they come with nurture nature. Mm-hmm. So first you're looking at a person as a whole mm-hmm. and you're not here to condemn. Like psychology is not for condemning. Mm-hmm. This is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. What has brought you to the room? Mm-hmm. This is what has brought me here. Yeah. Then we're dealing with that specific issue, right? Okay. So you go through a process of training of mm-hmm. knowing that there are theories that you can use, but then also there's wisdom from above that you're given, yeah. how to know how to deal with each individual. But you ask me if I, I get entangled with emotions. Yeah. Well, somehow you get to learn it over the years because it's it's a continuous training okay. and you're taught to not to not to be an advisor okay. you're not you're not coming you're not going to advise someone you're going to help someone mm-hmm. and that is why i was saying that we can't be throwing around this word of i cancelled i cancelled i cancelled mm-hmm. most of the times what people are doing is giving advice it's not it's not counseling that you are doing yeah. because counseling is very professional psychology is very professional yeah. and that is how you're able to separate mm-hmm. and also be able to know that my strength can only take me this far because there are certain issues that yes mm-hmm. will be heavy on you as a as a as a therapist mm-hmm. <coughs> we say Um an example like grief. Okay. If you've been like recently grieved by a very close person, yeah. You might have like you're called to assist someone or a family who's going through the same process. Mm-hmm. If you go there and you feel that you have not dealt with your own, mm-hmm. you'll not be a source of help to, to your client yeah. or to their family. Yeah. So what you do is you're able to pick This is what is happening every time I go there I'm not a source of help so yeah. get another therapist to come in or get another person to come in yeah because we look at doing good mm-hmm. not doing harm yeah. not to self and not to the other yeah mm. let's go back to with all due respect again to our men on the court and let's talk about the church because I don't really think that this is their problem and this is the problem um the advice that they give yet they are supposed to do what again pitching pitching mm-hmm. so what can the church do and i know several churches have done it done it like christ is the answer ministries 
uh, have done it. They have psychologists on standby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monday to Friday to just talk about, and I'm sure there are many other churches that I wouldn't know about, but in Kenya at least, that is yeah. one of them. Do you feel this is the direction that the church needs to do so that they separate the issues? And is it really an issue you're separating? Personally, as Wanjiko, mm-hmm. I think it's something we need to separate. Mm-hmm. Reason being is mm-hmm. when you go to a pastor, yeah. like, um, do I say a fully-fledged pastor or do I call them? Like, um, a person who just preaches. A man of God. Let's call him Let that. me Let me say a person who just preaches. Yeah. <laughs> because you go to him with, um, we see an example, you have schizophrenia. Yeah where there's illusion, delusion, right? Mm-hmm. You hear things, you see you see things that yeah. are not really there. Yeah. You go to this man who preaches, their first response will be you're demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. But in actual sense, it's just that your neurosystem is not sending the messages that it needs to be... Okay, neurosystems are in your brain. Mm-hmm. So we say that your brain is not functioning in the way that it's supposed to function. Mm-hmm. So there's misfire yeah. I can use <laughs> for, for simplifying everything. Yeah. So there's misfire, misfire in your brain okay. that whatever you're, you should be seeing, mm-hmm. you're seeing it in other things or you're seeing extra mm-hmm. and you hear things and you're hearing things that are not really there. Okay. Like you can hear... You can hear someone speaking on the radio and you feel it is me they are attacking. Mm-hmm. Yet it is not you. This is a general message to everyone. Okay. And so when you go and explain this to the, pre- the pastor preacher, mm-hmm. they don't have the insights of knowing or the education. Although, let me just say education. They don't have the background of knowing mm. this is the condition that this specific person is going through. Okay. So what we will do is pray and cast out demons mm-hmm. which are not really there. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think that is this is why um, the Bible is very interesting and the times of Jesus were very interesting. Yeah. Because everyone was given a responsibility. Yeah. After the lepers were healed, they were told, go back and get tested. Yeah. Whom are they going to? Doctors. Yeah, to yeah. get tested. Yeah. So God has put every person in this world, mm. in this generation, in this time, for mm. something specific. Yeah. So yes, you will be praying out and casting out things, mm-hmm. but also you're making the family and the specific person feel they are cast. Yeah. There's witch. Okay. Yes, there is witchcraft, but that they have been bewitched. Um, yeah. But in actual sense is that this man does not know what exactly is happening. So they're not able to tell you the correct way. Mm-hmm. And they will be screaming their heads or their mouths out mm. for things to get out that are not really in your head. Mm. So that's why there's need for separation. Mm. Yes, you can go to the man of God and you can ex- say your issues and yes, they can advise They can advise you on if it's the word, what it says, or if it's being led, what it is that they're being led with. Mm-hmm. But then there's need for this. You do your part. Mm-hmm. Wanjiko to do the part. Mm-hmm. Judge, do your part. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all... We're all I'm trying to achieve one goal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, good. But that does not mean that God cannot heal. God can. No, no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It does not mean that at all, at yeah. all, at all. Yeah. Because you see even when when you have faith in something. Yeah. I, I don't know if I said it last time that every time that Christ was um 
telling someone about healing it he always said your faith has yeah. it's your faith that has healed that you it's healed your faith it. that is going to do it's your yeah. faith that yeah. will yeah so if you know this is what you have mm-hmm. and you have faith that this is what is going to happen and what i know is that by his stripes we are healed so yeah. we walk in his healing mm-hmm. each and every day yeah there's no there's no condition that he cannot heal yeah. he can heal all of them yeah. but it also based on your faith yeah. because If Georgie believe that you can be healed of a headache yeah. and me here I am and you keep insisting that I can be healed of a headache but I don't believe it yeah. I don't have faith for it your faith will not heal me yeah so that is why they steal the provision of the panadol yeah and this that is why they steal provision for <laughs> antidepressants that yeah. as in there's provision for everything yeah. but also in you working in your faith but if you trust and if you believe and if you have the faith yeah it it is done yeah. yes uh-huh. That's true. Mm. Let's deal with one thing. Um emotional health and EQ. In fact, let me just read uh this question from um a listener who says is emotional health and EQ the same thing? No. Okay. Emotional health and EQ is very different. Okay. EQ is emotional intelligence. Okay. So emotional health is that you know you're emotionally healthy you're being able to deal with the rocks okay. and the excitements of life or, mm-hmm. or it's everything around you mm-hmm. but emotionally intelligent is when you're able to pick other people's emotions mm-hmm. and situations at any specific and given time okay it's like when you enter a room and there's tension but then there's you'll find one person will either walk away mm-hmm. or try to break the ice okay while somebody else will continue being irritating mm-hmm. and pushy okay. and will want to just get their way okay. so the one who knows what to do is emotionally intelligent okay. the one who keeps pushing and wanting their way mm-hmm. so does not have emotional intelligence mm-hmm. so when you're emotionally intelligent you're able to know that I've come I've asked George something mm-hmm. he's responded in a certain way mm-hmm. and there are guys who have their their EQ very high mm-hmm. excessively high like they'll just enter somewhere and they're like mm-hmm. things here are not good mm-hmm. and someone else who's who's IQ mm-hmm. now IQ mm-hmm. in intellectual, intellectual is, yeah. yes they are good but they will not pick it okay so both of them are gifts okay. let me let me call call it that okay. but eq anyone who has eq is really like that they, they tend to be very warm mm-hmm. because they always know what the mood is mm-hmm. when to say what mm-hmm. when not to say what and, uh, and like in this, in situations of family okay. or at workplace okay you find that there are kids who even if the parents have not said anything mm-hmm. they can pick extension yeah. This says things don't seem to be good here. No. Naam jagi atambeleao. Yeah. And there's nothing that has changed. Yeah. But you'll find that a child has picked. Yeah. So they will be either huggy to the dad or want the dad to play or mm. want to want this mm-hmm. or to the mom to comfort, to console or want to do certain things. So you'll you'll like it's more noticeable with kids than okay. with adults. Okay. Because But is it kids, something that you can grow up with? Grow like nature? No, uh, not I'm sure it's not natural. No, it's not natural. It's, it's a natural gift from it's a, God. It's a natural gift. Yeah. But it's like if you mean if it can be you you're with suppressed. it. Suppressed. Yeah, when you have it you're with it. Yeah. You're with it. It's yeah. like when you're a genius you're a genius. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go what yeah. happens yeah. you you have it. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Okay. So there's no it can be taken away from you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, you know you, you've just talked and I've run through uh 
our leaders. It's something that our leaders need to have. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and off my mind, I can think about uh, like uh, someone like, I may be wrong, um, like President Obama had an EQ. Yeah, he he had actually probably both I, IQ and EQ, um, and and many other leaders. Um, Nelson Mandela, I think, had an yes. EQ. Yeah. Um, well, Kofi Annan also did. Yes, he did, yeah. especially in two thousand and seven. Yes. Um, for us in here in Kenya, um, Mwalimu Nyerere in Tanzania. Yes. Oh yes. I think he had yes. he had he had a way of bringing people together mm. something that has stayed on for years. Mm-hmm. In Kenya people call him said he was a bad man but I think he had an EQ also. Cuz most of the times we don't understand okay like personally mm-hmm. sometimes I don't get why we need to keep arguing about something. Okay. I I just don't understand just agree to disagree and let's move on with life. Yeah. So like an example of post-election violence mm-hmm. when you were trying when um, Kofi Annan came to try and sort things out. Yeah. But everyone is standing on their own on their own ground. Like mm-hmm. I have to get this, and the other one is I have to get this. Mm-hmm. Or rather, through proxy. Yes. Yeah. Proxy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That each person's way has to. This be. is our party stand. Yes, we have. This is what has to be. Yeah. So you'll find that someone who's emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Will not even push you. Yeah. Will let you be. Will put sense there. This is what you need to do. Okay. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Pick it, or you leave it. Mm-hmm. But the reason as to why the few leaders that we've picked have that and it has thrived, it's because they kept moving and mm-hmm. they were very consistent with it, mm-hmm. and they were given like a place of leading. Because mm-hmm. like that time for post-election violence, I think if. Kofi Annan did not intervene, then we would have been at a worse place. Even Kappa. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we would have been at a worse place because mm-hmm. you're able to know. Because you, mm-hmm. you see, you're not, you're not subjective. Mm-hmm. You're very much objective. And yeah. it's not objective of mm-hmm. you want to gain. Yeah. It's always about the other party. Okay. But we also tend to take advantage of this person who's so intelligent and sometimes they'll not even come and tell you anything. Mm. You'll just notice by observing that mm. this guy, by the way, every time it's like this, he'll place his stand. He does not push his agenda. Yeah. And life moves on. Mm. And they're very, not really outspoken. What do you call someone who does not push, but they still get their, their way? Their actions speak louder than words. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but not in a bad way. Yeah. Like in a, re- in a really subtle yeah. manner. Yeah. Mm. I have a friend who, mm-hmm. uh, two actually, Mm. Yeah, you you've mentioned that, and they have come to my mind. Yeah, they're not the pushy type. Mm-hmm. They'll let you do your thing. Yeah, but when they are firm, they are firm. Mm-hmm. When it's time for you know, I feel this is how we need to go. This yeah. is how they'll go. Yes, and yeah. sometimes those guys suffer a lot. Yes, they, they suffer do. a lot, they a do. lot, a lot because you're feeling other people's feelings, mm-hmm. and yours you push them back. Yeah, and you feel wishy that mm-hmm. why can't you just see like. Just see, it's not it's not even about you or yeah, me. Yeah. There are so many other people surrounded by it. Yeah. And I keep I keep talking about my kids. Mm-hmm. One of my kids is like that. Mm-hmm. Very emotionally, mm. very intelligent. Yeah. Like he picks mommy stressed. Okay. He picks he picks on it. Mm-hmm. And for a while I hadn't realized until now. When you're down is when he'll come and sit on your laps. Mm-hmm. He wants to play with you. Mm-hmm. He wants to hold you. Mm-hmm. He wants 
but now you see you're thinking it's a child they're just mm-hmm. nagging you mm-hmm. and i'm assuming many parents also tend to to view the same mm-hmm. but you will find it's it's not that they're just trying to deal with the other person's emotion okay but they don't know how to say you're feeling sad let me make you feel better mm-hmm. most guys most people who are emotionally intelligent will not tell you that okay. they'll just come and try and make peace mm-hmm. and bring joy and mm-hmm. bring the rainbow into your dark clouds okay. that's the let like, that's the best way I can I can describe it okay can I, can can us counseling psychologists do that in fact this is a very good question related to what i'd say <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. then do are they if you have uh, a counseling psychologist who is who has a very high eq mm-hmm. how are they able to balance this out then because it becomes a problem yeah it becomes a problem because you are not yes. able to draw that line <laughs> <laughs> that's why i see yeah. we go through training okay and it's not for a few months mm-hmm. it's not it's not a few months because now when i was getting into it mm-hmm. when i was beginning my training okay. i would carry other people's burden home okay and it would be um you'll get tired you okay. see the problem with emotions is you would have that fatigued. you'll have that question of uh, emotional fatigue yes now you'll be you'll feel fatigued mm-hmm. but you can't pick out what okay. it's because your emotions it's because it's so internal mm-hmm. You're carrying, you're carrying, um, maybe um, someone who was molested. Okay. You're carrying an abuse, uh, any kind of abuse. You're mm-hmm. carrying someone who has financial stress. You're carrying someone who's not eaten for days. Like mm-hmm. all those things weigh on you. Mm-hmm. But with training and with time, mm-hmm. you're able to separate because yeah. also. Hmm. Yes, say what is in your head. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that you're not the savior of all. Okay. But you're a source. Okay. And for you to be able to help anyone, mm-hmm. you need to also sort yourself out, right? Mm-hmm. So if I come and I'm talking to George, my session with George ends. Mm-hmm. My session ends with not me giving you solutions. Okay. Me guiding you for you to be a better person and you to know solutions that work best for you okay. as a person. Okay. I've closed that book, that chapter mm-hmm. until the next session. Okay. I come I to Elisa. You write a lot. Yes. Then we come to Elisa. Mm-hmm. Elisa has a, a certain problem. She doesn't know in which career she wants to go to. She's just finished uh, campo mm-hmm. or high school. Parents are pushing her and she doesn't feel that she's in the right space to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So you make her understand. Mm-hmm. Your parents are coming in in this view. You are coming in this view. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think can work for you between now and the next time you meet or what do you think you what kind of space are you in right now? Mm-hmm. We finish with high close that chapter mm-hmm. and I go to the next one. Okay. So by the time that it's evening, mm-hmm. I'm not carrying George or Elisa or Anne or David. Mm-hmm. I'm not carrying any of them home. Yeah. I'm going home as Wanjiko okay. to my family. Okay. Because first you're putting it down and also at the back of your head you know mm-hmm. the most you can do is guiding this person in the correct way and okay. of course there are all those theories that you're going to use mm-hmm. based on whatever situation that someone is in mm-hmm. and based on the circumstances because some you might find that there's need to do more intervention okay. than others okay. and also drawing the line of my time mm-hmm. as a psychologist is 8 to 5 mm-hmm. after that close get out leave mm-hmm. it's the same way with the doctors okay Doctors see a lot a lot of things and a lot of blood and a lot of disgusting things and some good things. Mm-hmm. 
But when they go home, they will not start telling you, I don't want to see your blood. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this. I don't want medication. I don't want... Like, they'll still be themselves in the house mm-hmm. because they've learned that it's a profession like any other profession. So okay. even psychology is a profession like mm-hmm. any other profession. Okay. You know what is coming to my mind? Uh-huh. Um, what are they called? Um, mortuary attendants. Oh, yes. But I think all mortuary attendants go through the same kind of thing. In fact, some people say they they probably don't have a soul. They do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They do, but may think people just have hard hearts and you're forced to eat. Yeah. Why? But because of the situation you are around? Because of the situation. When I was in campus, when I was doing my undergraduate, there is a group that I used to work with. Uh And one of the guys used to have an uncle who works at the mortuary, mm-hmm. at the morgue. Yeah. And he would get like a few days to also go. Like you find the people, you need people to dress, mm-hmm. the ones who are late. Mm-hmm. So you need people to assist. Okay. So that guy would go. Uh-huh. And anytime he would go, mm-hmm. he would come back very high. Yeah. Excessively high. And it's on cheap alcohol. Yeah. So one day I'm asking him, because he was like, what, 18 or 19? So that's very young. That's yeah. excessively young. Yeah. And you, I will ask him, okay, dude, what do you want with your life? Because mm-hmm. you can't be drinking these things every so often. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose your life. And yeah. he told me, it's the stress of the work. Okay. And you can't do this work when you're sober. Okay. And I observed. Mm-hmm. The front office guys will be sober. Mm-hmm. But behind there, mm-hmm. most of them are high on something. Yeah. They're always high on because you don't want your feelings to show. You don't want to be in the you don't want to be present and attached with your emotions when you're doing this. Yeah. Because these are people, loved ones mm-hmm. who've helped, mm-hmm. who've left. Mm-hmm. They are brought in in any sort of shape and size and like you just think of anything. Mm-hmm. Like on the day that we took my mom to the morgue, yeah. Um, was it the day? No, like the following day, because we went a couple of times with my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a child that was brought in. Okay. A young, oh a my young God. boy. Yeah. And so the lady there at the front office, as I said, them they're used to it, and they don't see like a big deal. Mm-hmm. So even if you're dealing with your grief, mm-hmm. then they will just start pouring out. Mm-hmm. So she started telling us of a child who has just been brought in and the body is in two, is cut into two halves, top and down. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? And why are you even telling me this? I say, ah, that child, they were swinging. I think the swing was attached to the, like the way you have a rooftop. Mm-hmm. So it was something like that, but not really a roof. Like the way apartments are built halfway and then construction st- yeah, stops, sorry. Yeah. And then they proceed like that. Mm-hmm. So now this one, there was a swing and the kids were swinging. So when they, the kid, the swing cut mm-hmm. and the kid was thrown and hit the wall. And somehow the body just cut, even if not completely, but yeah. it was somehow yeah. like Separated. disjoined. Yeah. yeah. And that was horrific. Like, just even imagining was so horrific and how the guys are saying it, it's like there's no feeling to it. And that is how you find that you have to detach with a lot of, because now there, even going, 
people are not taking their dress mm-hmm. you're the ones who are doing the dressing you're the mm-hmm. ones who are doing the makeup you're the one who's putting the, the in any case you you are, you are not put in the fridge with your clothes no no yeah. no you're not so all that they still they, it's exposed to them and now that you've made me even think or even like just have a a thought like a proper thought of it yeah those are guys who need help yeah whether you're in the front office or the back office because the things that you see yeah the things that you're exposed to the drama that even families bring cuz you see like um on the first day you go you're okay mm-hmm. on the second day okay but then there's something that happens in the morgue about the body mm-hmm. and the family will come and tell you this is not her mm-hmm. we want we want the no, person that we brought here mm. and there's some families that are going to go completely hewai mm. about it mm. well i've experienced it that's why mm-hmm. i can be able to tell but yeah. yeah now that i think about it the amount of pressure of stress that those guys go through yeah is unimaginable it's an unima- like this is the end of life this is you're dealing with the dead every day so you don't have life there's nothing that is bringing hope to you mm-hmm. all you're seeing is people who have gone and you know yourself you're also heading there so why would i want to be sober at any point yet this is my reality that i'm seeing every day yeah yeah and i think this is the same to the police yes. at, at, at least let me be specific kenyan police to the kenyan police we're actually working with a friend of mine okay at least to get into that space because You know human beings we are we are, we are selfish. Yeah. We just think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll see him out there and he wants to ask for money mm-hmm. and I'll take the clip of him being given the money and taking a bribe. Yeah. But I'll not put myself in his position. Mm-hmm. I'll not put myself in the place that this guy had to shoot someone. Mm-hmm. Or this guy is living in a certain because they don't live in in good housing. Yeah. Like for real they don't live. You can be put in a like one bedroom house and your two families yeah so you don't you there's no way you're yourself yeah there's no way you're allowed to be vulnerable there's no way you're allowed to go and pour out yeah you you shoot someone yesterday today you're expected to be in the office yeah talking in uh, there's no debriefing there's no debriefing yeah you're supposed to be always with full of etiquette yeah but then there's no one who's considering that this person is a human being yeah, the they have the their day. emotions today yeah They've seen this yesterday. Yeah. They were about to die. Yeah. Or you were chasing someone, you saw blood. You've dealt with kids who've been molested like where those people are carried a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah. You know, I I like watching movies sometimes over the weekends and there's one I particularly like a TV series um it's called uh what is it called? Swat. Mhm. And in SWAT, um, they have this, um, you know, counseling unit where you, after a certain period of time, you have to go see a counselor. Or if you're going through something, your, your, your boss just tells you you're out, go see a counselor. And until you're ready, yeah, then you can come back. Mm-hmm. Even even there's another one called uh, SEAL, uh, SEAL Team. It's the same thing. So I, mm-hmm. I always wonder if it's just TV things that we see. Or are these things that we probably just need to put? Because I believe every police station, maybe, not every, but probably majority of them have that. I think we should have them in every police station. Yeah. Because whatever they, they go through is a lot. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And we always assume they are hard, they are rude, they are... Like we always have labels mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> yeah. 
but never at any point do you put yourself in the shoes of this person yeah and think that maybe they're behaving like this because of the other and you just feel like they're being harsh yeah. but it's it's imagine you you were enrolled to the you call you call it being enrolled to the police force yeah when you were 20 yeah But years later you never dealt with any case that you have ever been through or any situation that you've ever been to. Yeah. You just go through your shot mm. back to office after yeah. a couple of days. Yeah. You see someone some dead body somewhere back to office like there's nowhere to point and then because most of them have been guys mm-hmm. guys never let the other guy even cry yeah. or share their kwa, pains kwa, kwa or their emotions eh, kausha kausha yeah. kimwanaume eh, eh, ni mwanaume mm. si kusumbue mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah. um which is which is something that is we need to uh deal with yeah and um it's it's pretty 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 um a tough place and probably that's where we can learn this plan on. Yeah. Um how does one boost their emotional health? How do you boost your emotional health? Yeah. One of the things is seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Because now your sometimes your emotions go off balance because of the frustrations mm-hmm. and the things that you're dealing with mm-hmm. but you keep them bottled up. Okay. And there's um my friend always used to tell me that when you you get to that point of bottling up everything mm-hmm. you're a time bomb mm-hmm. you're a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. because anything that happens mm-hmm. we don't know what okay. you can react in any way mm-hmm. and let me take the example of the police force okay there's a season that reaches you just here they've killed they've shot and then shot themselves yeah and we say it's always love triangle yeah But when you look at it mm-hmm. at the back of it it's because this person has so much mm-hmm. they are dealing with they've had to deal with there's no outlet mm-hmm. and then one thing happens and they just find themselves with a with a with a weapon that you have yeah you'll take two people's life and then you're like oh, what have i done and mm-hmm. you also take your out yours because you, you know don't what want you're to going be. to face yes yes yeah. you know what you, and you know how how You Ruthless. guys normally take people yeah. through such a tough time. So yeah. you don't want to be in the same in the yeah. same situation. Yeah. So you've taken your life, you've taken these other two people and maybe you also had another family. Mm-hmm. So your family is also also left dealing with first your reputation mm-hmm. and then because you took your own life, maybe there'll be no benefits to the family. Yeah. So they start you, it's like you're being sent down back to start from scratch, mm-hmm. something that you never prepared. Yeah. So even the families are also not getting the support that they need and require. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with your how do you boost your emotional health? Yeah. Last time I think I spoke about being self-aware. Okay. <clears throat> and how do you become self-aware? Is when you know your likes, your dislikes. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay that you don't like certain things and mm-hmm. that you like certain things because we can't all fit in the same box. Mm-hmm. If you you enjoy running from here, mm-hmm. um we say We say you enjoy running maybe from one hill mm-hmm. to another hill. Yes. Enjoy it because that's your that's your thing. Okay. And don't make people make you feel like you're very awkward, you're very weird. Mm-hmm. The other one that is a weird thing that most people will <laughs> enjoy you for uh-huh. is what we're talking about OCD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not really OCD. If yeah. you enjoy organizing things in the house. Uh-huh. Imagine that really is like a, a way of unwinding for some people. Okay. If you enjoy going to the shamba, go mm. and do it. So the other thing that you can do which is very hard for many of us Africans. Yes. 
is talking about our feelings. Okay. It's hard for me to tell you when you have made me angry instantly. Okay. And for you to actually accept the feeling that you have brought mm. out in me. Mm-hmm. That you'll tend to find if I tell you um you saying this has made me angry, you'll mm-hmm. start defending yourself. Yeah. And then it's going to be another argument. Mm-hmm. But it's healthy to talk about your feelings. It's healthy it's it's both of you or even if it's a multitude, mm-hmm. you understand that. I'm not saying that you've made me angry to make you feel mm-hmm. bad or yeah. feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's just me expressing mm-hmm. the feeling that I'm feeling at the particular moment. Okay. And also expressing like good feelings, good okay. emotions. Okay. Like I'm pleased, I'm at peace, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You you express your you express your feelings. Okay. Physical exercise. I said that the last time. Yes. Yes, it's it's important for you to get your body moving because mm-hmm. adulting comes with a lot of sitting okay. and staying in one place. Okay. But it's important for you to awake your brain and move around. Okay. Uh, the other one is eating balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And sure at least you're eating as much as possible. Okay. You're eating you're ever eating balanced diet because it also balances your hormones. Okay. And it means that you're getting all the nutrients that you need mm-hmm. in your body okay. consistently. Okay. And if there's anything that is depleting in your body, uh-huh. you're able to it's it's been rebuilt okay. and it's been replaced. Okay. So the other thing that you might need to do is taking a break. Okay. It's important for you to take a break from people, mm-hmm. from work. Is this the same as me time? There's me your me time can be a break, okay. but a break is not me time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't replace the other because taking a break, you might take a break to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not me. That's not me time. That's You're still time. distracting yourself with something else. Okay. But you can have your me time by yourself, which is silent and quiet and with your thoughts, okay. which is also very refreshing. Okay. So those are... Positive thoughts, though. Po- positive positive thoughts. Because that's what even scripture tells us. Whatever is pure, <laughs> whatever is true, whatever is praiseworthy, mm-hmm, <laughs> think mm-hmm. about such. Then um, another one is doing good acts. Okay. You know how you go and give someone who didn't have food, you give them some food, you feel you've changed the world. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's this one day I was coming from uh, this mall. Um, I was going somewhere. And um, so I meet, I from a distance, I see someone giving um, someone food. Mm. But then I look carefully, I see he has two bags that is also full of the same food. Mm-hmm. And this woman was so appreciative. Uh, she was crossing back to going where she was. Mm-hmm. And it looked like this person has been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I almost stopped the guy and asked him, why do you do this? <laughs> now you know why. Yeah. Could be something <laughs> you, that... If, you know, we always therapeutic say... therapeutic for him. It is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is that we always say... Um, doing good is good for the other person. Okay. Sometimes doing good is also selfish. Okay. That you're doing it to make yourself feel good. Okay. Because selfishness is not, it's not, it's not, sometimes it's not such a bad thing. Okay. Because people will tell you you're selfish because mm. you have not met their need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if you meet your own need before their need, okay. they feel you're being selfish. But yeah. in actual sense, it's it's not you who's being selfish; it's mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So now in this situation, if you're being selfish, is by giving somebody else something good to make you feel good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Something else that you're normally not an, not able to do. Okay. Is asking for help. Okay. <coughs> That's good. There, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to ask for help. Okay. I, we were talking we, we spoke about it a bit earlier of uh, you're not in a place to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. You can delegate. Okay. Sometimes it does not have to come with pay. You can just ask your friend. Mm-hmm. Since you're going along this way, please okay. do this for me. Okay. Instead of you spending so much time on the road to okay. do this exact same thing or to go to somewhere where a different person was going to. Yes. Um and in the end, probably would benefit someone else. Yes. Yeah. And I, I guess that that should be about it. Because okay. also doing something something that you like mm-hmm. on a regular basis. That's yeah. what I was talking about the OCD. Yeah, you can do what you like. Okay. Doing what you like and what you're good at mm-hmm. brings out another part of you. If okay. you can be able to do these things on a regular, mm-hmm. we'll have very very many happy people okay. in this life. Okay. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um. I feel like I've had a counseling session for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there'll be more and hopefully I'm actually of assistance and okay. of help to yes. many other people. You have not just to not just to me, but I think to many, many people who are and listening. And the questions can keep coming in. Yeah. And how can people get in touch with you? Today I don't want them to do this to me. I want them to reach out to you directly. Um well is my Facebook. You can get me okay. on Facebook. Okay. Uh, you find me. I'm Wanjiko Mwirigi. Okay. M W I R I G I. Okay. My phone number. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's okay. You zero seven two two. Mm-hmm. Okay. No zero seven twenty. Sorry, okay. zero seven twenty. Okay. Three nine. Okay. Six nine. Okay. Five seven. Five seven. Zero seven. Twenty. Okay. Three nine. Okay. Six nine. Okay. Five seven. Repeat it the one last time. Zero seven twenty. Okay. <laughs> Three nine. Uh-huh. Six nine. Five seven. Five seven. Yes. Of course, here if you're outside Kenya, you have to add the prefix plus two five. Yes. And on email, okay. it's Shiko Mirigi. Okay. S H I. K O H. M W I. R I G I at gmail.com. Okay. Yes. Good. And you're going to put all those contacts so that people are able to get in touch with you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah, for allowing us to have you for two weeks straight on this show. You're welcome. It's always and a pleasure. It's, it's a delight. A, okay. Good. And um, we leave you with this song, Matthew West, Truth, Truth Be Told. When she talked about something um she said when she was giving a rap, as a wrap up she talked about um uh, it's okay not to be okay and matthew west mentions this in his song so may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you may he bless you coming in and you're going out see you next week same time same place next week i think we are going to have um a guy who has gone through post-election violence Quite, quite a story. You don't want to miss. See you. See you. And uh, Muriki tells me she has a lot to say about that. But of course, probably you can have her in between that and she can join us in it. But see you next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye and God bless you.